Hi and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast where I, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a digital delivery manager. Uh, we'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap that up in a way which makes sense for you. This is a daily series of podcasts which are released on both your favourite podcast software but also a video version on YouTube if you wish. So if you want to get in touch, get involved in the podcast, maybe be a sponsor or just have an opinion, uh, get in touch via Twitter at MarioDC. And don't forget to check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, The Delivery Manager Daily. Hello and welcome to what is, although I'm recording this on the same day, uh, episode 5 of the Delivery Manager Daily podcast, which is, at this schedule, likely to turn into a daily podcast quicker than I thought. So I thought I'd do uh, another episode and just give a bit of an update on sort of some of the things that I've been uh, doing with the podcast over the last few days. So um, we're on all the major podcast channels now. So uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify too. Um, There's the YouTube channel as well. And I've set up a Twitter feed, uh, DM underscore daily. So you can follow that at dm underscore daily as i'll refer to some of the the things that i talk about articles screenshots maybe if you've not watched the youtube version and listened to the audio version it's easier to follow the twitter feed and also um you can use the hashtag uh, delivery manager daily to ask questions and get involved with the with the podcast as well so i'll check that feed as i go through each uh, episode and, and you can get involved if you want a shout out or you want to ask a question or hurl some abuse all the kind of usual stuff that uh, podcasters have to uh, contend with. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Episode five and, and getting some of my uh, thoughts out there. So hopefully, um, oh yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, I've kind of changed the camera angle to some weird kind of balanced on my coffee cup uh, angle. So hopefully that's not too jarring and my double chin isn't getting in the way. But um in this episode, I wanted to talk about uh, something that I really wanted to plan a bit more, but um, I'm right in the middle of at least three projects that involve this kind of thing. And, and I'm going to say it. Uh, it's agile. And I know, I know. And let me just say for the 15 minutes that we've got together on episode five, you know, we're not going to cover anything in, in much detail. But I did want to, um, I guess get out there what I think are a few home truths when it comes to agile and delivery management and just being frank with your team and your client and what it is that you're trying to do. Now, I remember a time before Agile when I was just a project manager and I would use common sense, organisation, time management skills, pragmatism and those types of skills that I'd built up through my career to just get stuff done. Those things that we got done uh, weren't always delivering bits of software or features. They were reaching a milestone that existed in a waterfall plan. And um, that was just fine. And then all of a sudden, uh, we got massively involved in the sort of the world of Agile and everything that's involved in it. And even today, as mature as we are in 2021, you know, we've mapped the human genome. We're about to uh, get people on Mars. We can reland rockets. Yeah, Agile still seems to be that thing uh, that management consultancies kind of peddle as a, a turnkey in a box solution. And it's just, for me, uh, common sense, really, rather than a thing. And I know what I'm doing is, uh, well, what I'm trying to not do is do a disservice to the thought 
the idea, the intent of what Agile is, especially for software delivery. I'm really not. Some of the, the detailed and comprehensive frameworks, scaling frameworks such as SAFE uh, and Nexus, uh, I'm not here to kind of badmouth or criticise. That's for another, uh, another day and another, another episode. And actually, I'm a big ad- Agile advocate. But part of being that advocate is, well, what are the practical things that you do that is considered in quotes? I'm doing the air quotes for those on the audio version. Um, what is Agile? And I think that as a delivery manager, the things that I do are Agile. Uh, they get things done within the environments that I have to work with. And some of those environments are waterfall. So we talked about, you know, very loosely picking like a buffet, the things that you can practically do, uh, Kanban and the notion of scrum and getting people working together around a centralized backlog of stuff um will that backlog of stuff be in jira and will they be perfectly crafted user stories probably not if you're using jira as a task management tool and and inputting stuff that's not software delivery tasks but it's a start and and practically speaking as a delivery manager i don't aim for perfection or aim to just meet the framework letter by letter. What I'm trying to do is what practically can I do to nudge uh, the project on using what I've got, using the tools I've got, using the knowledge and capability that I and my team have got and the client have got, and just making sure that um, we can get to where we need to go. And that being the thing, rather than in quotes, being agile, being the thing. So one of the struggles that we have as delivery managers, and, and maybe this sounds familiar to you, is that intent of wanting to start off fully agile and maybe you've been brought in to do some in quotes. I'm doing a lot of air quotes today. Agile coaching and instilling that um, that process into teams. Um, what I tend to find, and certainly the projects that I'm involved with at the minute, is the culture and the change and the empowerment of the people rather than anything else. So there's a little bit of a roadmap to value um, that I tend to follow when I work with teams and clients to try and get them working in a in a much more agile way. But agile isn't for the clients anyway, what they often think it is. It's not Kanban. It's not Scrum. It's just doing better what they do. Now, it's great if they happen to be delivering software and you happen to be able to put in a full software development life cycle and you're using tools like Azure DevOps and Jenkins and using Git and, you know, you've got all your, your code branches well documented and you've got a CI/CD nicely set pipeline and everyone's playing nicely. And that's great. But often the projects I'm involved with are, uh, you know, managing tasks that aren't software delivery. They are, I don't know, getting plans out or reaching a milestone of change or um, communicating what a new department's doing to the wider business. And, you know, has has the PowerPoint deck been created? Has the plan been created? Has the Yammer channel been set up? You know, all of these things are still classic project management-esque type activity. And I think spending too much focus on the notion of, well, we've got to be agile kind of takes away from just getting shit done. And part of the reason I started this podcast was to kind of cut through in my own way, because I know that a lot of this stuff is is talked about um, considerably by people that are way more expert than me. But what I think that I'm, I've developed a skill at, and, and if you talk to people, hopefully they, they would say that, do you know, Mario can get shit done in most um most environments and that's not because I do it all myself that's because I've learned through failure practically what works I'm a big fan of just Kanban on its own and you can probably just see if you look closely on the video there's a big 
uh, whiteboard behind me. And uh, I use Kanban to organise my own life as well as my clients and my projects. I'm a big fan of Scrum. I think Scrum works really well regardless of what you're doing. But let's just remember, all Scrum is, is the notion of a team. And we've been working in teams, effectively or not, for the last 50 years or more. So putting a name against it, you know, I'm, and I, again, I'm not dismissing uh, the, the, the Scrum, for example. Um, but if I'm working with a client that's really immature and they've got their day job and maybe they're of a certain age or demographic and they don't particularly want to change, what can I do to bring them into a, a new way of working without alienating them or scaring them off, bandying terms in, you know, like Agile? which invariably just conjures up and connotates all kinds of things for people. You know, they do think it's the management consultancy bullshit and it kind of turns them off. So the the sell that I do to teams and clients is what if I could just demonstrate with your permission what I do to be effective myself. And I'm in a position where my projects are all in a good state and the clients seemingly enjoy what I do and I don't have any issues at work and uh, I've got acres of time, it seems, to do all kinds of stuff like this podcast during the day. Um, so let me show you what I do and some of the techniques that I use and maybe you can implement them in your day. And generally that kind of um, mentality wins through and you can then start to nudge them into agile uh, without them knowing once you've got them bought in so um, if I look back at a, a recent project you know we work with half a dozen individuals and got them into the habit of instead of putting all their communication in email to start putting it in a, a shared tool and the tool didn't matter it, it was Azure DevOps actually complete bastardization of the tool um, because obviously Azure DevOps is a fully integrated uh, software development lifecycle tool uh, with acres of features and it's a great tool that I'm a fan of but uh, in this particular case it was the tool that we had access to on the landscape so we used it in its basic workflow configuration with all the software development um, features switched off and we used it for Kanban and to get the teams working in a scrum. And then from that, even though it seems ridiculously simple, we started to implement using nudge tactics, the notion of a stand up every day rather than two, three, four hour meetings each week. And you'll know how I feel about shit meetings. Listen to the previous episode if you want to if you want to know about that. So we started getting these guys and girls kind of every day, 15 minutes, just talk about what's on the Kanban board in ADA. Then we started to hit challenges of, well, what do we put on the Kanban? Do we put when we go for a toilet break? You know, do we go when we make a phone call? Don't be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this was more, think about what you're doing, the goal you're trying to hit, and what has, uh, as you put effort in, uh, uh, an actual measurable amount of time that you spend on it in the course of a day. Do people need to know about what you're doing? Uh, is it headed towards a goal? You know, calibrate yourself accordingly and use your common sense and it's almost conditioning over a really long period of time to get them to start inputting into a tool clear clean measurable um, smart tasks and then by getting the the, the daily stand-up in and using a tool we've started that change so then we can use the tool for visibility so setting up dashboards to show progress uh, gave the client you know an unprecedented view of 
um, what was going on within their teams. And I am absolutely aware, you know, in this podcast, it's not for the experts. It's not for the people that know this inside out. You know, this is so rudimentary and basic. You know, I'm aware that, that if you're an expert or, or you, this is common sense to you, then 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 yeah. But there are just many, many people out there that don't really know how to work smart. And, you know, we work with these people these clients and these groups of people over a long period of time to kind of change their attitude using these really gentle nudge tactics use the tool let's get together every day for 15 minutes rather than twice a week that ends up turning into a two three hour uh, punch up which, which invariably did um and then the the challenge was getting them to be succinct so they'd all get together for 15 minutes during the day invariably not being able to stick to 15 minutes and a bit like when you switch a garden tap on and it's all full of mud and shit and it all comes out in the water but you let the tap run a little the water gets clearer and over a period of time you've got fresh water well it's a bit like behavior in people and what we found is over the course of not days or weeks but more months they started to get more succinct because they started to have faith in well we'll get another opportunity to talk about something else tomorrow and I'm just going to focus on the, the kind of key kind of things on my backlog so that then allowed smoother stand-ups those stand-ups once we had that first ceremony in we were able to kind of start putting in a, a mid sprint review that sprint by the way was not a standard kind of two two week or four week sprint we just did an increment of work that suited the client and in this case you know a month because that's how they worked so every month we popped in a retro and that retro was a look back to say how did it go what did we achieve as a team what did we not achieve and even the notion of a retro was alien to to some of these people on on the client side and then you can start to see as a delivery manager you can get to where you want to go with uh, enterprise agility but it has to be on the client and on the people's terms it can't be on yours and a good delivery manager is going to be able to recognize how hard and how early they can push so what i'd do at the start of my career is push too hard too soon and from a, a playbook perspective, from a uh, an academic perspective, from a by the book, try and just say, well, this is the right thing to do, so you should do it, and and uh, there is no there is no you know option to do anything else. And what I've learned as I've matured over time is it's these little nudges and showing value and demonstrating why, and then giving them the option to do um, to, to to try something. It's almost been a little bit friendlier and a little bit more patient, which is not a skill that, that I've particularly got. In fact, patience is one of the things that I really need to work on a little bit more. Um, but with this particular project, it started to bear fruit and you've started to see just the glint of change in people. But like playing golf or, or something and needing muscle memory, you need to constantly be at it. So without them being cajoled they quickly fall out of routine they'll stop having the stand-ups and then they'll catch up once a week and go back into the two three hour bum fight so it needs that scrum master and we in the true kind of two in the box uh mentality we took the strongest person in each area of each team and we made them a scrum master to start with not let them get bogged down with all the academic side of scrum to just say do what i've done Every day, get them together, rally them around and ask them what they're doing today, what they did yesterday and have they got any blockers and then start to take through that consistency into the retrospective to look back 
and then start to introduce other ceremonies like, uh, you know, mid month or mid sprint reviews and then start to think about how do we do uh, a sprint uh, refinement and grooming session at the start of every month. So not only they can plan what they're going to do as a team for the month, they can then communicate that upwards to the C-level executive to say, hey, look, as a group of people, as a cohort, as a team that we, you know, we answer you answer we report to you as a c level executive here's what we're going to do over the next 30 days here's a dashboard that shows that progress here's a list of tasks that have been estimated and we'll give you an update kind of uh, middle of the month and at the end of the month now again that was uh, the result of a lot of work and you know by all means it is in no way um, as smooth as i would like it to be for now but those nudge tactics take time and i guess the the dichotomy is you often don't have time as a delivery manager. You're on, you know, you're on the hook to deliver a thing. Now, in my case, I, I operate in for these projects in this kind of murky world of behavioral change and transformation. I'm not delivering something in a box. So if you're a delivery manager, I'd be really keen uh, to see and, and hear about uh, and talk about some of the things that you do if you're involved in transformation projects. But in summary, I would always suggest that. Those people, you know, and that people approach, people first approach is super, super important rather than ramming a framework down someone's neck, um, which I used to do and didn't work at all. And if you don't do that, great. But if you think, well, I've got to enforce the process, um, you'll probably fail. And I find it always best to kind of understand what the team's problems are and uh, maybe start with a retro. One of the things that uh, people like to do is be heard. And the retro is actually a really important tool um, to implement straight away before you even start your uh, daily stand ups. Get a retro in, get a point in the sand created, especially if you're a new DM coming onto a mid flight project. Maybe start with a retrospective. Start with a let's just see where we are. And then that gives you an opportunity to calibrate against their kind of pain points and challenges and where things are and sets you off in the best uh, possible chance of success. So there's a little bit about sort of agile there and plenty more to talk about the kind of roadmap to value. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see the graphic, but I will include on the Twitter feed as well. Uh, I'd really like to hear from other delivery managers that are involved, particularly in transformation projects and maybe use the hashtag on Twitter, uh, delivery manager daily and tell me about some of the things that you do or some of the challenges that you faced and we'll pick up on a live uh, episode that I'll do on Twitch uh, before the month's out. We covered as well, kind of starting with a retro and then starting to use nudge tactics with people to kind of get them to see the value of some of these changes that you might want to implement. We talked about not also just going from the book, what the book says and being OK with bastardising Agile. And if you're a purist, I'm sorry, that's not going to sit well, but often you need to start with something and it's often a little bit grubby and a little bit imperfect, but you can always get better over time which is funnily enough one of the key tenets of agile so hopefully there's a few things there to kind of uh, get you thinking and again you know this is for new dms or or wannabe dms or those that are just stepping into the role and some things to think about and certainly a bit cathartic for me as i uh, carry on in the projects that i'm involved with and wanted to talk about them but do get in touch on twitter uh, at dm underscore daily or you can contact me on my personal twitter uh, you can just pop my name into google i'm pretty easily found but really good talking to you on episode five which is now done and have an absolutely wonderful day